What is going on, guys? Christian from Delay and Pray MMA Podcast, joined as always by Trenton and Jeffrey. We got Jeffrey this episode. What's up, boys? Hello. What up, dude? Uh, if you're listening to us uh, on YouTube, watching us, thank you so much. Please make sure to subscribe to the channel, like the videos, comment on the videos, uh, hit that notification bell so that way you can be notified whenever we go live with the new video. Uh, if you're listening to us on podcast platforms, whether it's Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, uh, Apple, uh, whatever their I what is their Apple Podcast? Apple is that podcast, what it is? Apple Podcast. podcast. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure we're on there as well. So uh, check us out. Make sure uh, download and listen to the show. Um, this is episode number eleven, and the big thing for this episode, we're just going to be talking about. Uh, upcoming fight night card tomorrow headlined by Corey Sandhagen and the return of TJ Killashaw Dillashaw. Um, just kicking things off. Uh, last episode, uh, Trenton and I had talked about um, Michael Chandler versus Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler had essentially said that he's, you know, they've tried to get that fight going twice now and Justin Gaethje has essentially turned it down or declined the fight and Justin Gaethje in response let's see what did uh I I, I don't he he was not happy he said something on Twitter but I want to I want to basically saying he's talking out of his ass okay Mm -hmm. at Mike Chandler is talking out of his ass. I was waiting for the bout agreement three weeks into camp and wake up to news his daddy Dana gave him the shot. He's been out of commission since the KO. What am I missing? I'm on vacay and this fucker is slandering my name three to four times? Question mark. So uh, I think this is ex- this is exactly what I want. Yeah. This is this is perfect. Yeah. This is the perfect setup. Uh, when the way you look at the lightweight division i saw a picture basically like things that would be great to see so one of the fights was uh obviously we've got uh charles Oliveira versus dustin poirier that's for sure happening mm-hmm. um rafael dos anos uh versus islam makhachev possibly um that's rumored obviously mm-hmm. i send that to you guys um Another one was Justin Gaethje versus uh, Mike Chandler. And then the last one, uh, Benil Dariush versus um, Dan Hooker. Just in terms of, like, you know, the top eight or nine. Um, the only two outside of that, Connor dropped to nine, and then Connor Gillespie's number 10. So, and Was it Gregor, Gregor Gillespie? Or Gregor Gillespie, yeah. not Connor yeah. Gillespie, uh-huh. sorry. Yeah, yeah Gregor Gillespie. Um, so, yeah, I'm. I really hope this fight – just because the shit talk would be a lot of fun, and it's yeah. you got the uh-huh. two of the some two of the hardest hitters in the lightweight division. So, I mean, they're they're two of the most exciting fighters in that division, straight up. And if they have to guilt each other into this fight, I don't even give a shit. Like, just let right. it happen. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I what? think that Chandler. I think Chandler pulled a quick one on everybody, dude. Yeah, you know, he was like, "Let me just fucking tweet this out." And then no, it was like, he was doing it. He was in, doing an Instagram live. He's doing an Instagram live, oh, and they're like, oh, said okay. something about Justin Gaethje, and he's like, he's like, oh, we've already tried to set set that fight up twice, and he he's declined that both was times. Probably a calculated yeah, risk. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
My. I mean, that's I perfect, honestly, honestly perfect I don't risk. think either one of yeah. them want that fight, but no. the fans sure do. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Gotta make that fight. If we get robbed of that fight and it never happens, that is a fucking crime against humanity. That's like that's like Khabib and Tony. Yeah. You know. For me, it's <laughs> it really worse. Is, dude. <laughs> but, yeah, that fucking fight though was I wanted that fight for so long, dude. Years and years and years, so dude. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. The yeah. problem with that one was too that it was set up like four times and it fell through like four times you know what dana I mean? was like, like was, i'm never like making never this tried. fight again and yeah. then like a year later dana's making the fight again he's like let's was, see what it happens was, wasn't it all something bullshit like tony was walking from a fight wearing sunglasses and no didn't see a cord, no ton, and tony was doing tony interviews tried. and then tripped over a cord and tore his ac tore his acl then yeah. one time uh khabib had to pull out because uh he had too hard of a weight cut but like the night before that he was eating fucking tiramisu which is why Tony kept calling calling him tiramisu. And then there was there was all kinds of shit that just like fell through. And it's like, how many fucking times? And I, I like hope Tony that- like I thought Tony hurt himself in one of those like he did. Like it was like those, a promotional one video of those or whatever. Films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they and he, he was wearing and sunglasses like, ah. and he, mm-hmm. he didn't see the cord and he and he fucking Flipped tripped over it. and tore Tours, his shit up. Yeah. Oh, dude, and then Dana I mean, got and Dana was like why the fuck are you wearing sunglasses inside? <laughs> that's, so then, that's so then was, Tony yeah. kept wearing sunglasses yeah. even after, just to in like, spite a fuck, of like a fight. <laughs> fuck you, yeah, to that, Dana. That's that's exactly how it went. Yeah, down. yeah, um, yeah. I just the lightweight division is so fun right now because it's just stacked. Yeah, there's there's a lot of divisions that are like that right now. Um, I mean, one thirty five is stacked. One forty five is stacked. One fifty five, like even 170 there the whole like this is probably one of the best times to be a fan whether you're a casual or a diehard because there's each division is just so deep except for the women's featherweight <laughs> that's about I, it I, I except for light heavyweight like yeah yeah, yeah light heavyweights light the heavyweight worst right by heavyweight's the worst it's been in a long time until homeboy becomes champ and then he's an, he's exciting clover no, not Glover. Uh, the 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 dude that yeah, dude. spinning Mohawk back elbow. Uh, oh, Yuri yeah, Prohashka. Yeah, yeah, the dude with the Goro head cut. Dude, haircut. like I, I'm all about that dude. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm all about him. Yeah. But like I I agree that those divisions are exciting, and like some of the most exciting that they've been in a long time. The only thing that like there's a little asterisk next to them, and it upsets me just a little bit. Maybe I'm in the minority, but like Khabib, man, like he's out and his on his prime, you know, like I still mm-hmm. miss him. I would like to see these guys fight him. Mm-hmm. And with, with him being gone, that, that like, it leaves a little sour taste in my mouth. And then also with like Henry Cejudo, you know what I mean? Like he stepped yeah. out on top too. And it's like, I want to see these guys versus the dudes that are running the shit now. Like why could, why did we have to miss those? I'm happy I just for them that they're retired I, yeah. and, and healthy, yeah. but like, it's still, it still like leaves a sour taste. I just don't want them to come back past their prime. Yeah, I mean, like I don't want them to wait three years and then like you know what? I want more. It's like nah, bro. Like this is now. It's not the time to do that anymore. You should have done that. Everybody's months. Not everybody's George Saint Pierre. You know that's what this is what I I was just about to say that. And but the thing is, the reason why it was not the reason why I don't think it was as bad for GSP coming back is he came back a weight bracket ahead of his normal. So he came back at 185, 
and he fought a guy who was older than he was in Michael Bisping. If Robert Whitaker would have been the champ, GSP would not have won that fight because yeah. Michael Bisping was piecing up uh, GSP at one point in that and, fight. And, GSP and they was had previously trained together, and GSP knew he could beat him. Yeah. So there's that, you know. But also, what helped Are you GSP, intoxicated? Yeah, well, Are you intoxicated? <laughs> and also <laughs> helped GSP it, it, it was that GSP, GSP came back to a post-USADA UFC as well. Yeah. So when he was on yeah. top, there was no drug testing or like very little drug testing. Yeah. People could get away with it. And when he came back, drug testing was, you know, already taken USADA care of. USADA was and all big time. USADA was big time. So he knew what he was coming back to as well. You know, like that was that one of his reasons reason for leaving in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Bill, he said one reason was he, he was suspicious of, uh, suspicious of PED use. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, look at Johnny Hendricks. He wasn't he the same post USADA. <laughs> he wasn't the same. He missed weight multiple times, and he went up to 185. And Paul Costa kicked his shit in. He was the best and... wrestler in the UFC and never used it. Yeah, bless <laughs> <laughs> my fucking heart, dude. I mean, it's all speculation, but yeah, he didn't look that great after. No. Um. But for a minute there, he was king. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, sticking with 155, I mean, Jeffrey, you kind of gave a look there when I brought up the RDA versus Islam fight. Obviously, in RDA's tweet, I the first part of that tweet is is believable that they're trying to set up something for him versus yeah. Islam uh, in October in I in Abu Dhabi, maybe I think, but. The second part of that, where he said, and Khabib's going to come out of retirement to, you know, re- avenge his little brother. And it's like, I don't believe that, not even for a second. First of all, they would, why would they have that conversation? They, that would never happen. No. Because, because, because Khabib doesn't think he's going to lose that fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, that's a well the thing fight. is, Khabib said that would be one of the reasons why he does come out of retirement, though. Is someone, yeah, but that's if he was the champ and someone beat him right. and took his belt. Yeah, but, get it back, but. All the, for fuck's yeah. sakes, Islam, I hope he won the title so that way yeah. we can see Khabib again. Yeah. Also, I'm a little, um, not, I just like it slipped my mind. RDA is in the top like five, right? Top th- three He's like or something. Third or fourth, yeah. Okay. No, Benil's third. Yeah, Benil's third. So he might be like. Justin Gaethje's two. So he might be like top. He's four. No, he's fourth, I think. Okay, okay. Who did he beat when he came back to 155 to earn that spot? I don't know. Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee. He beat but Paul Kevin Felder. Up, okay, Paul Felder. Okay. Not not Barnstormers, dude. Yeah. Paul, I'm just, Paul Felder was in the top ten. That's the reason yeah, why no, he. No, I'm just saying Paul Felder's a, he's he's a he's great, but he's yeah. not. I wish he wouldn't have retired, but I'm also glad he retired because he did it on his own. So yeah, and he's got a and he's got a business outside of that war or the commentary, you know. Like, yeah. Fine, so yeah, like he's set. I hate when fighters retire and they don't have anything lined up, and then they. Like, what are you back. gonna do? And it's like I'm just gonna hang out and live off the money that I've made, and it's like, dude, you haven't made any. Like, yeah, you haven't made any much, money. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, nothing against RDA or nothing, but like, he already had his I, I run, hope, dude. He already hope, had his run. We'll see. And it didn't he, last long at all. He's as good as as he was at 155, but he left for a reason. You know, he ran from Khabib. That's what happened. He knew he wasn't going to beat him. He got rag, ragdolled by him. He got ragdolled the him. first time. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. He got ragdolled by him, ragdolled by him. Sorry, and then he was champ, or you know, Khabib became champ, and then he was like, "Yeah, I guess I'm going up to 170." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, is he was one of the guys that went up to 170, and he didn't look. He almost looked worse at 170 than he, he did. He was at, undersized, man. He was. Just well, I know, small. but I, I mean, like when he, he fought, when Robbie, he but. well, when he fought, when he fought Colby Covington, I was like. Like that was the fight where I was like, "Already is." That was when I was thinking, like, "Okay, if, in that fight, yeah, <laughs> yeah." He just looks big for one fifty-five because yeah. he's got a big old fucking dome piece. You yeah, his head is fucking like, massive. Fucking, that mustache it's, it's goes fucking huge, dude. That mustache, it looks, it would be like you know a foot long on on me. <laughs> it's fucking huge. So when you see him at one fifty-five, you're like, "God damn, dude, he's fucking huge." Huge. He's not. He's just not really. But when you see it 170, you're like, all right, we just got a small body now. That's when them that's when the middle weight classes come in, like a fucking 165 or a 160 or something like that. You know what I mean? I want that to happen, but I don't want that to happen too. I don't want it to turn into boxing. I don't either, but I think there's what would you call it? Light middleweight or light um, light welterweight? Cruiserweight. Cruiserweight. Cruiserweight's like 205, dude. If we're talking WWE. Like, man, don't way it's Inter- like 205, the Intercontinental dude. Championship, yeah. Dude. <laughs> Listen here, brother. <laughs> I'm the king of the hardcore championship, all right? Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, the way that all this stuff's gonna unravel over the next couple months, um, we'll see how things go. I'm, oh, they have any, I don't think they've even announced the Glover to share verse. Um, Jan Blahovich. I don't know if that's even been announced yet, but at the did. same time, I don't want I that fight doesn't really excite me. No. Get Yuri up in there, and then we'll talk. Yeah, I hope Yuri's sitting out for that for the winner of that, not like gonna fight somebody else. The thing is, is, is he's he there, crazy. The thing is, is he's crazy enough that uh, he'll probably be an alternate. <laughs> he'll yeah. probably be an alternate, and. Oh shit! My, I unplugged my mic. Um, it'll probably be an so alternate, and then um, probably won't get the fight because you know Jan and Glover will fight, and then he'll end up fighting somebody else just because he seems crazy enough to do it because he's yeah. he just seems game, dude. He's a stud. He's young too. He's only like twenty. 27 or 26 i think that's why i'm saying i'm not mad at him like if he does wait for the title shot because he had a tough fight with dominic reyes last he was rocked as shit in that fight so yeah, like if, he if, was if he's decent up dom yeah but i mean like if he sits like he got rocked before he ko'd dom you know what yeah. i mean it's like yeah, i'm did. just saying the longer you wait the more recovery you got for your head and then like maybe you know it, perform a little better he wasn't rocked he was trying to balance his Thing the his, his Goro hair. hair on top of his head. He was trying to balance his dreads. Do you think he has the? Do you think he has the? Uh, the weight behind his name to to sit out for a fight though. No, right now, not, not yet. The championship because fight, right? you look at yeah, him. Yeah, he, he's only he's only he one. He's only won two fights in the UFC. Yeah, yeah, but he, that's he what be, I'm saying. I don't think it's his call, dude. Yeah, but he's the biggest you know? prospect in the UFC right now at 205. Who else? Is even in the top. Doesn't yeah, matter. UFC I, don't give a shit yeah. about that, dude. Yeah, I think they do. I think they do for him. Shit. Dude, they never do for anybody. Yeah, not even John Jones. They don't give a fuck. John well, Dana John says if you if you want to fight, fight. If you don't want to fight, don't. That's yeah, that's don't his. Fuck, dude. So if Yuri sits out, fed to the wolves. Shit. I, I think the UFC wants him to sit out for the title fight. 
I don't think that I think they think that like one of these guys is going to go to sleep early in this title fight and then he fights the winner with a quickness. That's what I think they they want. But I can't imagine this fight being a fucking five round war with Glover. And, it's not going to be a war. You know it's I mean? probably going like, to be a five round no. snoozer. I think it'll be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be like Yon versus fucking KO fest. It's gonna be like Yon versus Israel. Ah, disgusting. No way. I I don't think. I think they both have too much power to be standing there like that. Glover's age might catch up to him. Uh, I I think Yon's gonna win this fight anyways. But I do too. But Yon's not much younger. Yeah. Yon won his title and he was like thirty-seven. Yeah, but he's still he's still younger in the game. Like his yeah, fresh in the game. Glover's been around the block. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I and then I guess in terms of talking about uh, just divisions and you know how stacked most of these divisions are, specifically you know with the fight card that we have tomorrow, which is you know TJ Dillashaw versus Corey Sandhagen. You look at one thirty-five. It's that's another one that's just murderers row of guys that are absolute studs and. We look at guys that who weren't weren't even really relevant. Like they were, you know, they they were names, but they weren't very relevant when TJ was the champ. Yeah. You know, guys that were still around then two years ago. He I mean, TJ was fought Cody twice. He fought Dom. He fought uh Yeah. Hinn and Burrell was still around. Um, that division definitely wasn't what it is now. No. Sure. I mean Aljamain was there, but he wasn't who he is now obviously he's the champ now but he's been he's been asking for title shots and shit for a long time though but he just he's not the uh i think he's better now but he's not he's not a big enough name like he's not a big enough draw well because his style is that fight and how he got the champion yeah especially the fucking title you know what i mean i know he knows it everybody knows it he's not the real fucking champ like Peter Yan like, wasn't even in the UFC. They, I'm pretty that sure. That rematch should have fucking happened already, and we well, should he had know to get who surgery. the champ is. He had to get I surgery. Yeah. But I'm just saying. And it was a neck surgery. I'm pretty sure. So it's pretty yeah, extensive. All of a sudden, like you get gifted your fucking title, and all of a sudden, like why? Why did you get surgery before that fight? Because you needed it before that. Like you know what I mean? I don't know. It's just bullshit. Yeah. Well, Peter Yan's gonna put it on him, and then the winner of Tomorrow's fight will fight yeah. Jan. Is that's what I think? Or Peter I'm almost Jan. shocked that this one isn't for an interim. Uh, well, me too, dude. Yeah, me too. Except for you, imagine the backlash UFC would have gotten if you're getting a guy that was doing EPO, yeah, an interim title shot on his first fight back. That's true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like guys like Rob Font, Peter Jan, Sean O'Malley, uh. I mean, Rafael Sunsau was there. John Lineker, I think, was still in the UFC before he got, you know, up and left and went to one. Like, yeah. there's a lot of guys that aren't there are are here now in the top ten that weren't maybe weren't even in the UFC two years ago. So and Styles do make fights, so you know yeah. some of these guys get their chance at, at you know someone like the champ or something like that. Things could change around. Like, let's say TJ does win and gets his title back he's going to be fighting a whole new list of dudes because mm-hmm. half those guys were like nobodies when he was the champ. So, yeah. Well, so UFC posted a thing earlier, uh, like probably just a couple hours ago before we 
hopped on the pod and uh it was basically tj going down the list of bantamweights like in there like uh aljermaine sterling he's like fake champion not even he's like the way he won it is ridiculous that peter yon uh he was like that's the guy that i think i'm gonna be fighting for the title next uh rob font he was like yeah uh great guy uh, i think that'd be a fun fight um cody he was like been there done that twice <laughs> Uh, then they were like Sean O'Malley and he just started, he like laughed and he was like, easy work, easy money yeah. essentially. And I was, I was like, yeah, I think so. I honestly I heard a think stat today. I mean, I, if, if he looks back, like if he looks as good as he did, I think it would be easy. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I heard a stat today that, that I knew already, but kind of, I was like, fuck, is that true? Was in the last four years, Tar- Cody Garbrandt is one and four. Yeah. And I was like, he beat, that's true. he beat Rafael like, Sunsau. Damn, it doesn't feel like that, you know? Yeah, Rafael Sunsau KO, and then what, two losses? Pedro Munoz. Was, uh... He got knocked out by Pedro Munoz after TJ. And then he uh, beat Rafael Sunsau because he had like a slew of injuries and COVID and some other. Yeah. There was, yeah. And then he came back and fought against Rob Font and got pieced up, like just yeah. jabbed to oblivion in that fight. Yeah. But, but Rob, was, Font's, Rob Font's and good. And what he's like, fifth fourth or fifth or some shit is he he might have slid a little bit but i don't know i can't uh, remember now he's, he's talking about going to 125 yeah. yeah i don't know if he could so, i mean he says he can make it but i that, that seems like a he's got thing. he's not ripped that's the thing he's not like tj yeah well tj's like as lean as you could possibly get almost bro like, those little tiny lean. hands at 125 would fucking kill somebody dude. <laughs> <laughs> he, fucking hits, he hits hard as fuck man it's true. Thing I is, just, is he I, has I to hit you. He could not hit Rob Font in that fight. That was the reason why he lost. He, like, his footwork looked pretty good. He just couldn't not get hit. Yeah. I was surviving. Anyways, anyways, sorry I yeah. took us off track, but no, I was just like, I was like, God damn, that's fuck. That's hard to hear, you know. Yeah. Now, considering his performance against Dom was probably one of the most dominant performances yeah. for a challenger against, you yeah. know, the champion. Yeah. So, all right, boys. Well, uh, should we get into the uh, preview and predictions for this card? Let's dive into it, man. All right. Uh, For this one, we're going to do all prelims and uh, main cards. So, prelims, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven total fights because there was 12, but the co-main got dropped, and now there's a new co-main. Which is unfortunate. Um, first fight, women's strawweight division. Uh, Diana Belbita versus Hannah Goldie. I don't know either of these gals, so <laughs> I can't. I'm not really gonna do like some in-depth analysis here. Um, both are coming off of a loss. Yeah, they've. I think they've lost all their. There's three fights between the two of them in the UFC, I think, and they've lost all three. Oh, yeah. So it's basically you're fighting for your contract at this point. Yeah. Well, I here's what here's what I've seen from these chicks is Belbita is way more well rounded. She's way more. She's way better at keeping distance, and she's a better fucking takedown artist. And she has more experience, and she's younger. And she has more experience. 
I'm going to go Belbita here and, on this one. And it's a, it's a full Belbita send for me, 100%. Yeah. I'm going to go with Belbita as well. I, at first, I was looking at Hannah Goldie, and I was like, if you're judging off of physique alone, like, you know, Goldie might have, like, the physique win over here. But, like, um, I, I think I'm going to go with, with Belbita as well. She had she has two fights in the UFC, I believe. And um, well, look, Goldie Bel- only has one, so – Belbita is a volume striker, and she's going to volume yeah. strike the shit out of Goldie, who doesn't do well at distance or in close. You know, like she's got to get really in close, and that's going to be really hard to do when Belbita has a more dominant ground game. So, yeah, the only thing that also like that kind of made me lean towards about Belbita was that she actually has KOs, like on a re- like she's KO'd people before, mm-hmm. which gives me a little hope. So I'm going to go with that one. You know, because I don't think Goldie has any KOs on her record. Okay. Um, the next fight in the flyweight division, uh, Sarah Eubanks versus Elise Reed. Uh, Eubanks, she's like, she's very hit or miss. Because yeah. if you watch her on the Ultimate Fighter, like she has the good striking. I mean, she landed a head kick knockout. Um, she's like a, basically, she's a boxer. Is or a kickboxer, but um, I just think she's too inconsistent. She's, I think she's on a two fight skid right now, and I think that's going to continue. So I'm going to go with Elise Reed in this fight, and she's Elise Reed's four and zero, and Eubanks is seven and six. So even though Eubanks has more experience, um, and I've actually seen her fight, I'm going to go with uh, Elise Reed in this one. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Eubanks. I think that she's very inconsistent, but she's ranked. She wants to keep on to that ranking. Ranking. I think that she's fought, you know, a decent competition, and I think experience is going to get her the decision here. I don't. But you do realize that Eubanks is normally a bantamweight that cut to 125. You know that, right? Yeah, but. I mean, I didn't really realize that, but I still think, I think, I think she'll win. Okay. Well, I don't fight. Well, the only reason why I say that is because if you're a 135 and you're cutting that extra 10 pounds, usually your performance is trash. Not, yeah. Yeah. So, sorry. Sorry. I, mean, I get it. No, yeah. I understand. I mean, I like, I don't know much about these fighters to begin with. So yeah. I'm just kind of spitballing here on these picks, anyways. But, I just have this feeling in my gut that Eubanks is going to be able to pull off a decision. Not this feeling in my plums. In my plums. Deep, down in, Deep my down in my plums. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Eubanks as well. I think Eubanks has tons more experience at a much higher level. Elsie uh, Reed is the champ of like, I don't even remember which organization, but a very respectable uh, organization for, for, you know, like a women's division. So she does, she does have experience but not nearly the level that Eubanks does. And all it takes is for Eubanks to be just a little bit on. And I think that that is going to put her over Reed. I said, I wasn't going to base, you know, any of my picks based on experience anymore, Yeah. <laughs> but I have to, with this one, I just think that Elsie, or I, th- I just think that at least Reed, like she's jumping up a level and she's really going to see somebody that has a lot of pro fights, you know? Okay. Um, so next on the prelims is uh, Julio Arce versus Andre Yule. Um, 
Andre has fought more guys that are, I mean, top caliber, even though it's been a couple of years. Um, and both guys are coming off of losses. One of the biggest things in this fight that I'm looking at is uh, normally Julio fights at 145 and he's cutting down to 135. And then Andre has a 75 inch reach, which is a five inch reach advantage. And I think that will be a significant difference in this fight. I think Yule is probably going to be doing a lot more outside shots, not standing in the pocket and trading, but uh, more of a kickboxing style. Um, so I'm going to go with Yule on this one. And it's at bantamweight, so that's his natural weight class. So I feel like he's going to perform appropriately in that, in that weight class and in this fight. Okay, I got Arce Julio in this one. I think maybe him going down, maybe he'll bring some of that power with him. And I think that this fight shouldn't be very boring. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a slugfest if if it doesn't go to the ground for a submission. But um, I think I just think Julio's going to get the win on this one. Yeah, um, I think the same thing. I think I would go with Arce. I think that it should be a slugfest as well. And I think that. I just think he's more well-rounded. I think he's going to, he should be the bigger guy. And I, I've seen, I've seen him look really good, you know? So I hope that he, if he lives to his potential, then I think he takes it as well. That reach does scare me though. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a little sketch, but. Yeah. Five inches is pretty significant. That motherfucker has got a longer reach than I do. And I'm (laughs) six foot two. And he's five seven. It's like Jesus Christ. He's like a <laughs> fucking spider. Uh, next up, though, honestly, this this fight and then the one that's the headline of the prelims was the two biggest reasons why I really wanted to go over the preliminary card. Uh, this fight is at welterweight. Mickey Gall versus Jordan Williams. Um, obviously, Mickey Gall had a huge uprise. Like he would basically had a fucking rocket ship blasted up his ass because he was on Dana White looking for a fight and called out CM Punk, had his you know intro fight, won, fought CM Punk, won, fought Sage Northcutt, won, <laughs> and then I don't know what happened, honestly. I don't know what happened with... I don't know if he just... Then he got hit. Got overconfident. <laughs> like, he was just way too... Yeah, caught. yeah, yeah he yeah. got hit. He got caught. But, I mean, losing to Mike Perry and losing to Diego Sanchez, who is way out of his prime and not the fighter that, and not just losing, but getting KO'd or TKO'd. It's like, come on, man. Like, you're, you're supposed to be this top, one of these top prospects and you're losing to Diego Sanchez. And I know Diego, you know, he's a legend, but at that point, you should, you should be, trying to put old Yeller down at that point. So um, so that's one of the things that scares me in this fight. Um, honestly, I, I, I got to go with Mickey Gall. I don't know enough about Jordan Williams. I've seen every single one of Mickey Gall's fights. The only thing I know is that he's lost a fight because I'm looking at it right here on my phone. 
that's the only thing that I know about Jordan Williams is that his last fight in October, he lost. And that's about it. So, um, I mean, it seems like he's got good takedown defense because the guy that he fought only was one for eight on takedowns. But, yeah, I got to go with Mickey All here. Okay, I'm going to go with Jordan Williams on this one. Motherfucker. <laughs> I think uh, Mickey. Gall... Are you guys just literally? We agree on one fight. This that's <laughs> only going to be one is, fight, one is, and you and Trent. This is not planned. You're I'm riding. Just, you're riding Trent's just... hot tail that he's on <laughs> after last the last pay per view. Well, no. I usually pick before him, so I know. Yeah. I know. For the things that you just said, uh, I think Mickey Gall. I mean, no disrespect to him. I think he was a little overrated for. You're fucking disrespectful. How dare <laughs> for what? How for dare what? You. Hit for his accomplishments, but CM Punk, in my opinion, wasn't that big of a fucking accomplishment. The first. No, but Sage Northcutt was just Sage... as much of a rising prospect as Mickey Gall yeah, was. But I think, I think that's him fighting a a very young Sage Northcutt, and I think that fight would look different today. Even Sage though Northcutt I... fought some old guy and won and got his orbital smashed in that that dude's legit though yeah like, i know i know he's a kickboxer but like for the reasons you said alone i think mickey gall's best chances in this fight are his grappling and submissions and i yep. think that you said jordan yep. williams was a good takedown defense i think that he should be able to stop those takedowns and he should be able to win this fight and i think he's the bigger guy mm-hmm. so i'm gonna go with that alone mickey gall seems to have problems with guys that are stronger than he is well, Mickey Gall hasn't fought in over a year, so maybe he's revamped himself. Yeah, that's know. true. That's true. Okay. Uh, I am going to go um, against Gall as well. I got I got Williams via decision. First of all, I don't trust Mickey Gall past the first round ever. His conditioning <laughs> is an issue. It has been since he's been in the UFC, and until I see him take care of it, I don't think about it. His grappling is good, but until you fix that, then – you're kind of up shit creek, dude. You, you, if you're planning on winning in round one only, then you know you're not going to get very far. I think yeah. that Williams, um, I think his ground game is good. I think his striking is superior, and I think that Gall has the potential to finish him if he sucks it in to like a jujitsu match into the ground or something like that. But if he cannot do that then Williams is going to piece him up. And I think that's what happens. I think he wins decision, and but I think it's pretty dominant. And I don't think Gall, he doesn't look, he doesn't look good this fight. Okay. Uh, middleweight, uh, Nasruddin, Imavov versus Ian Heinish. Uh, Imavov uh, is who uh, Jordan Williams fought. Uh, so they're fighting on the same card. And that was... Uh, Jordan Williams only fight in the UFC, it's, it appears. Um, and Ian Heinish, who is coming off of uh, loss to Kelvin Gastelum. Um, I think in this fight, though, I have to go with Heinish because he has fought better, like more higher caliber fighters. Um, even though he lost to Amariak Medov, who lost to Brad Tavares. Um, like, I mean, the level of competition that he's fought is, you know, it's way different. So I feel like Ian's going to pull through in this fight. He's going to have a better performance than one that he had against Kelvin. 
and I think he should he should get this one. I agree with you. I think Heine should win this one. Um, mostly because, of, like what you said, the higher caliber fighters and fresh off of the loss to Kelvin Gastelum, I believe, which was a unanimous decision. Yeah, it's pretty pretty dominant. Yeah, Kelvin, Kelvin had six takedowns. Uh, he did. Kelvin got outstruck by Heinish, but in terms of like you know on the ground, just uh, Kelvin too. Kelvin just did. You outstrike Kelvin, but yeah, <laughs> um, the the it the wasn't significant. Thing, it was only it was less than ten strikes. But yeah, what what scares me about this fight is that from when I looked at his record earlier, um, he seems to lose to even like the gatekeepers of the division, like the like the like the higher gatekeepers. You know what I mean? But like such, like, such as who. Like, well, I think at the time they fought like Brunson. He fought, he fought Derek, but Derek's, Derek's, uh, yeah, but I don't think that Derek, when they fought, I don't think he was there, you know? Yeah. But the thing is, is no matter what, Derek's still, uh, he beat like Carlos one of the Jr., top, which yeah. is good. I honestly, the, the way that I look at it, Derek, Derek Brunson is just a re, he's revamped himself. Like yeah, now, at the time he might have been inconsistent, yeah. but also he was in shitty matchups. Like he too. kept fighting strikers. He's not a striker, but I mean he changed things up and he beat the shit out of Edmund Shabazian. And yeah. Edmund's a pretty good striker. So, but either he's, way, that's neither here nor like there. Another, yeah, he's yeah. he's kind. Of, he reminds me of like an open Saint Pru, like yeah. a like a inconsistent kind of like one performance he looks fucking really good and the next yeah. one it's like oh what happened yeah kind of thing but i i don't know either way i think heine should win this one for competition alone i think that he has fought the better fighters and i think him coming off the loss against kelvin gaslam's really gonna i mean if you you come out of that not knocked out or anything like that you can only get better you know what i mean like those yeah. those, those are the fights that you improve from and you see your mistakes and you you see how good people can be you know like Gaslam's a, a title contender like champion caliber fighter in my eyes so like if you fight that and you survive it you should be getting better yeah yep uh no need to, to add on to what you said i i yeah. totally agree yeah All three um yeah. and then the headliner brendan allen versus uh punahili soriano in this fight I know it's like for some people that it might be a weird pick. I'm going to go with Brendan Allen here because Brendan Allen, in terms of the amount of octagon time that he has, it's significantly more, um, even though he's the younger fighter. And it seems like Soriano, like, I mean, he's got two first round knockouts and that's great. If you're a heavyweight, that's, that's great. If you're a heavyweight and you know, everybody's got, power and you put people out in the first round like francis does but yeah. the thing is is what are you going to do when brendan allen's a a very technical uh grappler so what are you going to do when it gets into the you know second and third round and you have no gas tank and you're not going to be able to put him out it's almost like he he um i don't know if he's rely too reliant on a first round knockout because we just haven't seen enough of them to really show like, Oh yeah, his cardio is a problem, but I feel like Brendan Allen will be able to drag it out. I feel like he can survive 
into the second and third round to make it, you know, a knockdown drag out fight where he can have the advantage in the fight. So I got to go with Brendan Allen in this one. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Puna Lihi. Um, He's undefeated. He has, I mean, the two fairly quick fucking knockouts, but I think he's just an exciting prospect that I want to see do well and kind of going with my heart here on this one instead of my mind. Because if I was the smart man, I think I would go with the guy with a little bit more experience. And then like, yeah, you know, I, I, it's, I'm not questioning Allen's cardio or anything like that in this fight. And I do question Punalihi if he, if he, you know, goes deeper into the rounds, but I think that he's still riding the hype right now. And I think that he, I think that he might get another KO and, and, then we'll start to see where his holes are. Uh, I don't know. That's definitely not as not planned, but dude's <laughs> but Soriano's a fucking animal, dude. That yeah. kid is on a fucking path right now to like stardom. You know, like, dude, he's a fucking animal, dude. And his and look, I know Brendan Allen is very well rounded, but like, so is Soriano, dude. He's really fucking good in all facets. And I think Soriano knocks him out like second round because he, dude, Soriano is so, he's fucking legit, and I think he shows it here. I think this is one of those fights where you look back and you're like, oh yeah, that fucking. So this is his coming out dude. fight. Yeah, like a coming this out. This is fight. this is a stepping yeah. out fight, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the, uh, you know, headliner for uh, for the prelims. Um, this is where things get exciting and yeah. people start sh- picking opposite routes, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody's going to have to agree with somebody on something. I'm going to go grab they... another drink and I'll be right back. Fellas. Yeah. Um, kicking off the bantamweight or the bantamweights are kicking off the main card. So Adrian Yanez versus uh, Randy Costa. Uh, Randy had a spectacular debut against Journey Newsome. Uh, less than a minute knockout. And that's fantastic. Um, but I also think like Adrian has more, more time in the, in the octagon. He has more time in the UFC. And I feel like, you know, getting a less than a minute knockout, you don't really, you, you don't really learn anything about yourself. Whereas, you know, uh, Adrian, he got, was in a round three, he KO TKO in round three. And then uh, the other fight before that, he had another KO TKO, but it was in the first round. So he has a little bit more time in there. Um, both guys, uh, very similar size, except for the reach. The reach is uh, three inch in favor of Costa. But I still got to go with Adrian Nunez in this fight. I'm going to go with him. Brentner, Jeffrey, either or. Oh, I'll go. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> On this one, I think I'm going to go with Costa. See, I thought this is where we would change our our, our routes. Um, from I'm, I haven't really watched Adrian Yanez fight, and I I know you guys said that he was a he's a beast and uh-huh. he's looked really good, but I, I think the height advantage and everything that uh, Costa's got, I think it's going to help him. Um. And the dude looks like Harry Potter, so I got to go with that. You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, I'm going with Yanez. I think he's a fucking savage, and I think his stand-up is highly underrated. And um, I think that people are sleeping on him because he's not some big, yoke, flashy dude. I think he's pretty fucking solid, and I think he gets it done. Uh, uh, probably, probably decision, but I think he wins fight. Okay. Uh, next up, this is a fight that I'm actually really excited for. Both girls are very, like, both up-and-comers. Macy Barber, um, Randa Maverick. Randa's 11-2. and two, Macy Barber's 8-2. and two. Um, Obviously, Macy's had a couple setbacks. Uh, she had a team change. She's now out with Team Alpha Male. Uh, she changed her camp. Uh, I, I believe she was in Colorado before that. And then, yeah, went out to Sacramento's training with Team Alpha Male. Um, and then random Maverick, <clears throat> basically, uh, I'd have to read the article, but basically Miranda said that she didn't like this fight. She didn't like that. This was the only fight that was offered to her. I don't know if it's because she felt like Macy, like is too difficult of a challenge. I don't know why any fighter would ever ad- openly admit that, but, um, I, think I feel it like it has more to do with that. Macy's ranked 14 and she's ranked 13. So like, why couldn't she get, maybe a, a bump up in competition and reason why she's been yeah but she's been active and macy hasn't because of well she had the injury she when had, she yeah. fought uh was a modafferi and then yeah. I, I don't remember the grosso fight but alexa grosso yeah that was yeah alexa put it on her so um, I mean, maybe that's why she's thinking like you know i'm coming off of a win She's coming off of a loss. I'm 13. She's 14. Like, why is this my option? You know, like, yeah, I think it ha- probably has more to do with that than like. Than well, I in this, I think that. Uh, I feel like Macy is going to with the change of camp. I feel like she's going to turn it around. Um, she said that she like obviously every single fucking fighter at every single goddamn training camp they like we hear the same thing this is the best shape i've ever been in this is the best you know my frame of mind this is the best i've ever been all this other stuff we hear the same shit every single time so it's almost like you know clockwork but at the same time i really do feel like a changing camp and being there at team alpha male and being she's very similar size to most of the guys that fight at alpha male so I feel like that's a huge benefit for her Cynthia being Cavillo. there. Yeah, Cynthia Calvillo is there. Um, so, yeah, there. I feel like Macy gets it done. Um, even though Miranda's the, been the more active, Miranda has uh, more power. Um, in terms of their ground game, they're pretty identical, I'd say. But I feel like Macy's in, just because of training – uh, change in training camp. I feel, I feel like she's going to get it done this fight and she's going to start moving her way up the ladder again. Okay. This is another one where I'm kind of going with what I like against my gut. Kind of, I'm going to go with Macy Barber as well. I think that the, the change in camp, she's going to come in probably with a heavier grapple game this time mm-hmm. around more wrestling than, than, or maybe even better wrestling. I don't know. Alpha I male's known for. Yeah, and I and mixing it up well too. Like they're known for like putting their shit together. Combinations really well. together yeah. after. Yeah. 
So I think that this, I don't know how long she's been there. That's kind of where I'm worried because I don't know how long she's been at Alpha It's been, Mount. it's been a whole, uh, enough for a full training camp. Yeah. but So, uh, I mean, that could be 12 to, that could be a 16 week. That could be a 12 yeah. week. More often than not, it's usually nine or eight. Yeah. But so I'm, I, I'm going to say Macy Barber here, but I think, I think Miranda Maverick's probably the safer pick in my opinion, but I'm not going to go with that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Miranda Maverick. I think <laughs> I do. I think that she's the more hard nosed fighter. I think she presses towards the action uh, into Macy Barber. And I don't think, and that's not, that's not necessarily where, what a rare wrestler wants to be put. Right. Yeah. The mm-hmm. good thing is, is that Miranda's a great wrestler too. So it's not like Macy Barber is going to be able to just ragdoll. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she might be the better wrestler, but she's not going to shit on that. She's got jujitsu too, you know? Yeah. You know, and she's really good, dude. Uh, I'm not saying that I think she's a great striker. I think she's a confident striker, you know, but I think she just keeps her off balance. And I don't think that Barber's really fought anybody that's going to, come forward and press that pace. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what, that's what she's known for. I think Miranda so, should have the better hands too. Yeah. She, I'm, I think she does, you know, I'm yeah. not saying they're spectacular, yeah. but I think they're good enough. Yeah. Um, especially for Barber, who's not known for having great hands anyways. Yeah. So yeah, if I was a um, smart man, I would have, yeah. I would have went with Maverick. I think, I think. <laughs> I think as long as she stays and keeps you could the still pace, change your pick. I'm not changing. And, my uh, pick. I think that if she just keeps pressing that action, if she does, if she, now, if she lets Barber hang in somewhere in the middle, not close, but not too far, then Barber can bang, you know? But I don't think it goes that way, and I think yeah. Maverick gets a win. Okay. Uh, next up, featherweight, Darren Elkins versus uh, Derek Minner. Um, obviously, we've seen some fantastic performances from uh, Darren Elkins. He is, you know, damage, as it says on his goddamn Chest. Uh, his chest. <laughs> uh, but you know, like Mursad Bektik is probably one of the greatest comebacks I've ever seen. I'm pretty sure it was Mursad Bektik. Um, where he was essentially getting his ass kicked the entire fight and then he just went on a storm that last round. And Joe Rogan said it was one of the times that made him most emotional after watching a fight because he let out a scream like I fucking did it. Like I came back after getting my ass kicked and I say all that and preface all that. And I'm not going to pick Darren Elkins in this fight. <laughs> um, like Darren Elkins has fought some of the, like the creme de la creme. Like he's fought Michael Johnson. He's fought Alexander Volkanovsky. He's fought Ryan Hall. He lost to Ryan Hall. Um, he's fought Ricardo Lamas. He's fought. I mean, like you name most, most, there's a lot of guys in, in the featherweight division that he's fought. Um, but I feel like he's not, I don't feel like he's on an ascension. I feel like he's descending. So for that reason, I need, I'm going to go with um, Derek Minner. Okay. I'm still looking at these guys to make my decision because can I go then? Yeah, you can go. All right. I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose Elkins. Elkins is like that fucking 15 year vet that's just going to fucking hang around forever and he's going to win fights that he shouldn't win. And this is one of those fights. First of all, like, dude, when he fought um, uh, Ryan Hall, right? Like, he didn't tap him out. 
right? Like he didn't know, but he, he still lost out. a decision to a guy who's but not I'm a good saying, striker, but I'm saying he didn't tap him out. Right. And so if that's Minner's usual path to like victory is submissions, I don't think that he's going to tap this guy out. So I'm thinking that he goes in there and somehow somehow finds a way to win this because Minner is looking to sub him. There's no fucking way he's going to sub him. He's been 14 years untouchable in the the sub game, you know? So I think that 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 little nugget like leads him to victory. You know, I don't think that Minner's going to sub him. And I think that that's how he wins. Minner can win by decision too. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think that happens though. I think I've got my pick. I think I'm going to go with Darren Elkins as well. There's been so many times I've doubted that man and he just overcame like, like I never thought he would win against like Michael Johnson. You know what I mean? Like things like that. I just, I, I don't know. He's fought high level competition. He's, he's stuck around forever. The dude can take everything you throw at him, including the kitchen sink. The dude's a savage. Like, (laughs) And I know he's got the cardio to go three rounds and make this dude dog shit tired if he has to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He, he but the thing is, it. is he looks dog shit tired too oh, in yeah. the process. Yes. So the only thing that scares me is the submission game. Like, I, I think Darren Elkins is going to win this. I think he can keep away from the submissions. But like, where I see him being like super susceptible is probably like a like a nasty guillotine or something like that because he does grapple often and go for takedowns. So, we'll get, I mean, we'll see. But I, th- I think uh, I'm going to go with Darren Elkins on this one. This is, yeah, you're probably right, Jeffrey. This is probably a fight he shouldn't win, and he does, you know, I think he that's, does. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's the thing, like, and obviously I like Darren Elkins because he's just an, a fun fighter to watch. I don't, obviously I'm not picking with my, heart here i'm picking with yeah. my head because i feel yeah. like i need to maintain my lead on you guys that's why that's well, what i feel like if you wanted to be smart about it you'd be like who's probably taking less damage in their career and less it's this guy care. yeah and it's, it's not Dar- it's Miller. not fucking darren it's <laughs> yeah. not darren elkins i can tell you that <laughs> yeah so all right um, i just I, I just been proved wrong by darren elkins a lot of times you know and i I'll, I'll give him the I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on this one. Yeah. Um, the new co-main event uh, because the original co-main got scrapped. Aspen Lad, um, Tyler Phillips versus uh, Raulian Paiva. Both guys are relatively young. Both guys mid twenties. Um, I will be a hundred percent honest. I don't really know. I- either of these guys. Yeah, I've never seen either um, one of them fight pa- Paiva is normally a 125-er, but he went up to 135 for this fight. So I don't know if he's having trouble with weight cut or like in past fights if he was having trouble, but whether he was having trouble with weight cuts or not, he hasn't lost a fight in the UFC. He's 2-0 thus far. Um, and for a guy who's 25 years old and he almost has as many fights as he is his age, that's pretty impressive. Um, and for that reason, I'm going to go with him. Um, okay. Jeffrey, what you can go ahead. You know more about these guys than I do. And Trenton do. I no, I have a fucking, I have a man crush on Kyler Phillips, dude. He's 
this fucking dude is a savage. I think that he comes in and he he's like his bigger. hair. No, nah, he is bigger, <laughs> he's faster, he's stronger, and he's more well-rounded than Paeva. Paeva has 20 fights, uh, you know, 23. Yeah, 23. And he's you know, he's a he's a brawler, but dude, Phillips is a fucking slick ass kickboxer. He's a very he's got a very strong wrestling base, and he's a fucking brown belt in jujitsu. Like he's a fucking savage. He's well-rounded. And I think Kyler Phillips comes in here and fucking slaps this dude. Yeah, well, his last fight he fought Song Yudong. So I know who Song Yudong is. Yeah. But uh, I think the only reason why he won that fight was because he got he was three for five on his takedowns, but he got outstruck by 20-plus strikes in that fight. So he's a great kickboxer, but he got outstruck against a guy who's not really – I mean, I don't well, really – not... I'm not saying he's a great kickboxer. I'm saying he's a slick. He's very smooth. Okay. With gotcha. it, you know what I'm saying? And I okay. think he's way more well-rounded. Okay. I'm going to go with Kyler Phillips as well on this one. I think that... Uh, the brother's bias. Fuck. No. Nah, I, I just... I am I looked at his 20 and 3 record for uh, the other guy. What's his name? Paiva. Paiva. And uh, his losses are from another dude he got KO'd by a dude I never even heard of so I mean that's not a good look when I when I I literally have never seen either one of these guys fight to my knowledge and then I look at that and I'm like all right well that's not good so (laughs) I gotta go with Kyler Phillips um I just yeah I don't know I'm just gonna go with my gut here on this one I see I know the guys that he's fought like I've seen them fight before, and he's done what he KO'd, you know, KO here, decision there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Phillips on this one. This one, I'm, I'm, it's an uneducated pick, really, but. I'm well, I mean, my pick's not super educated either. I just feel yeah. like the guy that's 20 and three compared to the guy who's nine and one. Yeah. You know, and the fact that a guy is going up a weight class and normally if you go up a weight class you usually perform better because you're not cutting as much yeah but obviously we've been wrong like i said about rda earlier he's one of the guys that was like i was surprised that you didn't perform as well at and anthony pettis he's another one and donald Cerrone, he's another one fuck well he kind of did yeah for a minute and then didn't and then didn't yeah all right uh the moment everyone's been waiting for and the moment TJ Dillashaw has been waiting for, for the last two years, uh, Corey Sandhagen, TJ Dillashaw. Um, this is a super fucking hard pick. Yes, it because, is. <laughs> like I, I've been thinking on it since Trenton, since we did our pod mm-hmm. and I have been so torn because don't want TJ Dillashaw to win because of all this EPO stuff. But at the same time, I do want him to win because I feel like he is like, he never, he didn't lose the title. He got stripped of the title because he cheated. Um, for me, it's the fact that Corey Sandhagen is, you know, he's a younger guy. He's been the most more active. Obviously he's fought, you know, he the only slip up that he's had recently was against Aljamain in the first round, and had you know had that they been in that position in the second or third round, Aljamain wouldn't have been able to lock up that rear naked choke because 
they were still they didn't even hadn't even really broke a sweat at that point in that fight when he got caught uh but he had a spectacular performance his striking was amazing against marlin and then it was even better against frankie um with that said tj has been out for two years even though he's you know he hasn't been active because of a suspension I still feel like TJ is the better all-around fighter. He is the better wrestler. He is the better striker. Even though Corey's the more dangerous striker, TJ is the better striker. Um, and I feel like TJ's on a, a war path to get his belt back. I feel like TJ is not the type of guy like you're. He got dropped against Cody, and he he fucking went. He initiated. The, you know, the first contact in the second round in that first fight after he got dropped. And he went and pressed the action in that second round and put Cody away. He's not afraid to, he's not afraid to take a risk. And I feel like this is, he's going to, he's going to get his belt back. Uh, I'm going to go with TJ in this one. I feel like he's just the all around better fighter, even though he hasn't been active because of his suspension. I feel like I'm picking with my head here. He's he's gonna win, so I I gotta go with TJ in this one. I like Cor- I I like Sandhagen though. I really do. I think he is fucking phenomenal. I just feel like TJ right now is literally like a crazed like he's like a psychopath and like I need to get my belt back. So I gotta go with TJ. I think TJ is going to come back and look really good. I think his ego and his motivation have never been fucking higher. Probably, yeah. You know what I mean? To get that belt back and to and to and to put all that fucking EPO shit behind him, I think that he's going to come back have a great performance. But I also feel like it's been a two-year suspension. Mm-hmm. He's been inactive. I know he's training his ass off. I mean, look at the motherfucker. He's still shredded. I know. But uh, Sanhagen's been active. He's the bigger guy. And I think that Sanhagen, I think he's going to shock people on this one. I think I think he's going to win. The thing is, is I don't think people are going to be shocked. If, if he wins, I don't feel like people are going to be shocked. I feel like people are just going to be happy that TJ lost because well, he's yeah, a fucking cheater. Yeah, but everybody's going to come out of the woodworks and be like, "I told you he was nothing without the fucking drugs." Or you yeah, know what I mean, like I know, but whatever. This is like I don't the conversation. That's what it's going to be like. I just this- think that he, he's the bigger guy. He's taller. TJ's pretty fucking short. I know he's fast as shit. He hits hard. He's he's good everywhere, you know. But I just think Sanhagen is unorthodox and weird and it's another one of those things yeah so is dominic cruz but yeah but they also know each other but i feel like yeah they train together yeah he used san hagen to to mimic or the dominic yeah and i feel like i this is just me you know another controversial thing i feel like tj won that fight against dominic yeah i feel like tom i feel like tj did i also feel like tj probably knows i mean from those training sessions who should win this fight yeah which is probably why he's accepted this fight and is confident in this fight but i just wonder what that two-year layoff is going to do to him and i know that sanhagen has improved you know what i mean we just haven't i haven't seen something from 
TJ. And the last time we saw him, he was getting KO'd. So. Yeah, but after like the worst fucking weight cut of his life, and yeah, he was doing other shit that he maybe knew the he damage should... is done. You know, I don't. I really don't feel like it is. It's possible. We'll see. I just think, and and San Sanhagen hits you from weird shit. That fucking knee hit Frankie with. Yeah, but Frankie's chin. Frankie's chin is so fucking deteriorated that it. Yeah. Jeffrey, sorry, I you haven't even gotten to make your pick yet. Sorry. Let no, him, you're, let you're, him go. You're I mean, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to argue about who's right and who's wrong here. We're gonna find out tomorrow. I just don't fucking. I didn't know. I just choose the Sandhagen. I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna choose Corey Sandhagen, and here's why. Fucking brothers bias. <laughs> this <laughs> fucking here we fucking go, boys. Well, you, fuck- you might. Yo, because fuck TJ Dillashaw, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking dude couldn't even fucking take roids correctly, bro. You gotta do EPO, you fucking pussy. Get the fuck out of <laughs> here. Couldn't even do roids correctly. He did the <laughs> one thing. He did the one the thing. What do you mean? How do you do them incorrectly? What I'm saying is, dude, you're using something else, dude. You're just you're you're not even you're not even fucking in the dude crew, bro. You're just a bitch. Fuck that guy. Get him out of here. Look, TJ Dillashaw is a good fighter, dude, and he might win this fight, but. He's always EPO fucking Dillashaw to me, you know, like, dude, you, he's like, everybody says like, yeah, everybody says just like, oh, dude, Dillashaw might not be shit without EPO. Dude, he fucking might not. And he's like, oh, well, that didn't have anything to do with it. Well, I'm sure it fucking had a bit to do with it, buddy. You know, like, of course it did. Anyways, uh, Sanhagen is very unorthodox and he's, you know, we've already, you guys already went into that and, and historically that's where tj struggles is people that can match his pace and sanhagen can match that pace and he can he can put some pressure on you and he can throw punches from weird angles and shit like that and that's where tj struggles so i think sanhagen comes out and i think he beats dillashaw the reason why i think tj is going to win is because tj is more unorthodox his his movement is so different that it's not Look at Marlon Marais. He stands in front of you. Look at Frankie Edgar. He stands in front of you. So, yeah, you throw a spinning heel kick and you graze him over the top of the head and then, you know, he rolls backwards and you finish him. Or you throw up a perfectly fucking timed flying knee. I'm not absolutely not taking away from his striking. That's why I said I feel like he is the more dangerous striker, but he's not the better striker. And I feel... Towards the end, didn't Dillashaw kind of adopt like Dominic Cruz's movement a little? He it wasn't yes. it, it wasn't like the exact same because yeah. Dominic's it's but it's a very mimic. It's yeah. similar. It's not he didn't copy it, but there's yeah. a lot of similarities because he didn't copy it, but he copied it. You know, <laughs> he uh, he's just it a little. fucking yeah. cheater of everything. <laughs> yeah, can't dude. steal my goddamn style. You can't steal my. <laughs> can't use EPOs. What's next? That's right, dude. I'm like that old man. Like, get can't off cheat on your mind. wife. You can't do it. Like, <laughs> no, I don't think. Can't drink that. and I just, drive. I just can't. think that. I just think that Dillashaw, like his whole gig was he. His whole thing was his cardio. Like, I got this cardio. I got this cardio, this movement, this cardio, fast pace, fast pace. And then he gets busted for EPO. And it's like, yeah, no shit. The whole time, meanwhile, shitting on everybody, fucking accusing everybody of fucking taking roids and shit. He's the Lance Armstrong of the fucking UFC, dude. I hope you lose your nut. Fuck that. Dude, who did, <laughs> I hope you lose your Jesus. <laughs> who, did, who did he accuse of taking steroids? He accused a bunch of people, dude. Like, back before... 
back before he uh like when he was the snake when he, yeah when, back yeah exactly that's exactly what i'm talking it was, about what happened was, was Gar- garbrandt was accusing that him of like he's been on shit for since he's been in alpha male and all this shit garbrandt was had been saying that shit for yeah. like ever garbrandt since said he was a shitty teammate the entire yeah. time he never but i didn't hear Garbr- about garbrandt Gar- saying he Garbrandt said he was on all kinds Garbrandt, of shit. Garbrandt said he wanted all of the the samples from their championship fights tested yeah. because he was wanted there's, to see. There's but a, there's video over there of Dillashaw being like, "Everybody's doing it, man," and fuck these guys. I don't want to be associated with it and shit. And meanwhile, he's fucking. He, you know, he might not have been like he did it once. Okay, I'm not. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care if he did it once or not. Like you can't you can't shit talk. And everybody and like literally come off like you're Jesus Christ walking on water in the sport of you're the clean guy in the river of filth. Like that's no, why I lost I, no offense. I lost all my respect for John Fitch when he, when he popped. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't really like John Fitch to begin with, but I love John Fitch. That fight with, with GSP was magic. Yeah. Well, I just have a thing with, with TJ Dillashaw because he had this whole thing of where it was like the whole thing seemed fake and shit like that, you know, when he came back and apologized and bro, you wouldn't have, you would have been still been doing it. Had you not been apologized, or, you know, or had you not got caught? Like, I don't, well, the thing is, is it's not like you're, it's literally something that you inject. So it's not like you can accidentally take it. Like it's not going to be in a supplement. Yeah. Like, right. you know, you're not ingesting it orally. You're ingesting it through a needle. So that's yeah. the reason like, and my, I'm not, I want to make one thing, very clear. I'm not defending <laughs> TJ Dillashaw by any means. I don't, I picked him because I'm picking with my head. I'm not, yeah, I'm not picking because I like, I'm not picking against TJ because he's a cheater. I'm picking because I, I want to stay ahead of you guys in terms yeah. of our fight <laughs> picks. And I feel like he's going to win. Um, how, how fucking mad it's like, I'm going to pick John Jones every fucking time. And when he fights, because He's just the greatest of all time. It's like, even if I don't want Khabib to win against Dustin Poirier, I'm going to pick Khabib to win. Yeah. Because you're, it's you're the, the smart pick. You, you make smart picks. I yeah. uh, sometimes pick with my heart. This yeah. fight is not a pick with my heart. This one's more of like... You just feel Corey's the better because he's been more active. I, I, I feel and like Dillashaw's the overall better fighter probably, and he's had the higher competition and, and the people that he's fought is way like way more impressive than the people that fucking Corey Sanhagen fought. I think this two year layoff and his confidence and all this shit is all like, everything's going to play into a factor here. He might come in overconfident. He might come in. I just think the size advantage for Corey Sanhagen and the, the fact that he's been active and he's had good performances, he's going to ride his yeah. little his little train forward. You, you know, another he thing might upset Dillashaw, you know, you know, another thing that I think here, well, isn't Sanhagen a favorite? Isn't he the favorite? In the fight, uh, I don't know honestly. Um, so this is another thing that I didn't really think about. Sandhagen has fought multiple times in the apex with no fans. Dillashaw hasn't, yeah. Dillashaw hasn't fought. Dillashaw fights in front of the like, he's only fought in front of crowds. So that makes me wonder how is because he feeds off of the energy, good, bad, or indifferent. He feeds off of it nonetheless. It's gonna get booed out, that but you know, when but you know, when can't stop hits and red hot chili pepper starts playing can't stop addicted to the shindig i'm fuck i'm gonna be bobbing my head like a motherfucker <laughs> um i yeah i just feel like tj's the 
PJ's the better fighter, and I feel like he's going to win. Whether he's been on a two-year layoff, he it's not like he ha- can't train for two yeah. years. We're going to see if he lost a step or not. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. And I'm he's a great fighter, dude. I'm just talking shit and talk shit. But like, I know. <laughs> but but I, he, I don't. But the points that you make are not – the points that you make aren't wrong. It's yeah. it's, But at the same time, like, obviously, the way that I feel about John Jones is not just because he – had a fucking picogram in his system. It it wasn't the way that I felt about Anderson Silva after he tested hot is not just because he took a dick pill. It's not, you know, like ev- think of every single Lance Armstrong. Like I, I didn't even give a shit about cycling anyways, but it's like, you know, you, you're a goddamn cheater. Well, the thing about Lance Armstrong was he, he accused people and yeah. sued them in court yeah. for fucking dragging his name. Yeah, the whole but time he was fucking cheating. I know. Well, I I don't know what's true and what's not, but on I think it was on the Joe Rogan podcast or something like that. They said they they tested like people like in that race or whatever, and they had to go down to like the twenty third place guy to yeah, figure to, out who yeah. wasn't who wasn't on drugs. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? like, they gave that guy the medal. That was like, what the that fuck? was fucking USADA and WADA. That was the World Anti Doping Agency and United States Anti Doping oh. Agency. I just don't have a problem when it's in other sports, as long as it's not a contact sport. I don't give a fuck what you're on, like you know what I mean. But like you being on EPO, it's a bad look when you're beating the shit out of a guy, and you. This is so, may not be the case, but it might be the case. The only reason you beat him so fucking badly is because you had the cardio to do it. Like yeah, you but know that's and that's exactly not good. See, that's and that's bad the reason. For somebody else's career, you know. So Chael, on his podcast, he yeah. came out and he said, or on his YouTube channel, he came out and said, he's like, I know about performance enhancing drugs. I am the king of performance enhancing drugs, <laughs> and he's the one guy that I still love, Chael Peace yeah. on. And nonetheless, even after all the times, well, he can joke off. about it. And yeah, whatever, and that's the and that's the reason why I like gimmick. him. Yeah, the bad guy. Yeah, he's undefeated, baby. Yeah, undefeated. <laughs> Never lost a round. Um, but he, he even said, he was like, EPO is, it's, you're going to win the fight, but it's, you're not going to win the fight by brute strength or force. You're going to win because you can push harder than everyone else in the championship rounds. And that was his entire gig, dude. And that's Mm -hmm. why it pisses me off so much. Cause if he had been knocking motherfuckers out or submitting motherfuckers, like, dude, that was his thing. He just put it on you for five rounds. With yeah, but the thing is, he all they went back and tested all of his samples, and the only one that tested hot was the one against Henry Cejudo. That's it. I don't, I don't care though. But you saw. I don't care though. Yeah, but you can't. The, the science is there to show that he didn't do it, or that he didn't. Eh, maybe I don't know the science behind it because I'm not a small. You saw it as pretty fucking in depth. <laughs> I'm not a small but, man, but I know what love is. <laughs> I may not be a smart man, but I know. But I know what EPO know. is. Yeah, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying put it on a get, t-shirt, boys. If you get if you get caught, now you're sus. Everything's suspect. Yeah, it's now. just you know, there's you, no you, going back. It's a tainted career after all that. Even Anderson Silva, even fucking John Jones, even. All these guys that once they pop for anything in my head, it raises suspicion because there's always some kind of proof. They're like, "Oh, Anderson Silva, it was like dick pills, bro." Like, but was it? 
Like, was it though? John Jones said the same fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, even it, if, exactly. Even, even if John Jones, he's like even a if they took that, even if they took that, what Dillashaw doing was worse. Yeah. You know. You know who whose career wasn't fucking tainted and who's still considered one of the best? Fucking GSP, man. What a legend. Yeah, and that's because he wasn't using steroids. I, I don't. I don't agree. With <laughs> he is literally but, uh, the equivalent. If you, if you look at him, you wouldn't know. No, he's the MMA. Jacked. He is the MMA equivalent of Ken Griffey Jr. The guy that stayed true, had the sweetest swing, uh, was all natural, and left the sport at the perfect, at the perfect time, time. <laughs> to keep that undefeated streak going because some murderers came in. Guys, look at that! Look at that puppy! Look at that whole thing right there! Good looking dog, dude. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I hope to God. So I'm sitting at 16 and 16. My picks, the last two fight cards have been not good and not good at all. Uh, put it this way after this fight card, Jeffrey and I are either going to be far above you or we're going to be far below. Far you. below. <laughs> I hope the latter. I hope that. I think we only picked two fights different. I know. Um, no, two fights the same, not two fights different. We picked. A majority of the fights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Excuse me. Jeffrey and Trenton, you guys are both 15 and 17, and I'm only one, you know, one ahead of you guys, essentially, or two. But it's crazy how that works out when we're all picking just random shit, you know? I know. <laughs> Especially I know. after how far off I was at the beginning. Jesus, that one fight card really fucked me. The first one. The very <laughs> Dude, the first one. one. Yeah. The Ooh, last gosh. one really fucked me big time. Fucked me. Big time. I think I got like three fight picks right. I was like, I Jesus two, Christ. Dude. I got Tai Tui Vasa and uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm glad we didn't do last week's because I would have I would have done terrible in those. I didn't, the only fight that I watched was the Islam fight. I didn't even watch Misha. So um, I would have cho- chose Misha. I would have chose Misha and, too. And, and Makachev. I would have got those I, two. I would have gotten sure. those two right yeah. for sure yeah. as well. But um. Yeah, so the main card starts at noon, my time. So one o'clock your guys or the uh prelim, sorry. Um I probably won't even be able to watch tomorrow if I'm being honest with you guys. I'll probably try to watch on my phone as much as I can, but uh I think I got a, a baby shower to be at tomorrow. Oh shit. Uh also Rachel Ostovich beat Paige Van Zant tonight. Oh yeah, and the, bare knuckle. Knuckle. Yeah. I knew it was going on, I just didn't uh I don't want to watch that shit. I don't want to watch that. I think it's entertaining, but it's only entertaining when there's a fucking hype around a fight. And I'm not really trying to watch Paige Van Zandt. Like, two, no offense to UFC fucking rejects, like, yeah. fighting the main event for this event. Like, get, get the fuck out of here. For the OnlyFans you know, belt. You know, the OnlyFans belt. <laughs> and if there's any nudes, I'll tell you who's is better. No. <laughs> Jesus I'll tell you, who's the champ <laughs> um, one of them I think have like full nudity yet or anything I don't think I, I don't know Paige Van Zandt has her own her own thing anyways she has Paige her own fan Zant. yeah and then Rachel does I think she does only fans I don't, I don't know um uh-huh. all right, mm-hmm. <laughs> all, right yeah. all right I don't know uh, about the only fans yeah I've never even been to the page, to be honest. Neither have I. Like on the website or anything. Neither have I. I just know you pay for it, and when you have to pay for like that kind of thing, I'm checked. Your wife, out. I, your wife, <laughs> your wife, your wife knows. No, I'm just checked out. Like 
Uh, I ain't paying for that. You know how much free shit's on the internet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Um, I don't have anything else in terms of uh, stuff to talk about. Um, next week, the is it next week? Um, I think it's. I think who's it fighting next, next week? week? It's uh, the. Uh, it's the. Oh, uh, Uriah Hall versus Sean Strickland. Um, another card. I'm not super. Yeah, stable. I don't. Yeah, the only other fighters that I really know on this card are Sam Alvey. Uh, Brian Barbarena. I know Ron, Ronnie Aya. Uh, Nico Montano. And um, I've Ashley seen, Yoder. I've seen Brian Barbarena fight numerous times. That dude's a savage too. Yeah, well, he beat he beat Mickey Gall, didn't he? Uh, I don't know. That, that's not really the one that I remember. I just remember him being in a fight with some dude. They just fucking traded he beat, blows he beat for like Jake, an hour. He beat Jake Ellenberger too. Let me see his record, who he fought last. I'll tell you which fight it was. Brian Barberine, not his last fight, but the one that I watched that was fireworks. Oh, Vicente Luque. Mm, I don't think it was that one. Oh, no, no. He beat Sage Northcutt. That's who he beat. Not Mickey Gall, but Sage Northcutt. God damn, that was a long time ago. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else because I don't recognize this lineup here. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, I think that's going to conclude the episode. Episode 11's in the books. Sweet. Um, yeah, I'll get to watch the main card. I get off at 3 o'clock when the main card starts, so I'm just going to run or rush straight home and turn the fights on. Um, yeah, for everybody, again, if you're listening to us uh, through multiple podcast platforms, please download the episodes, listen, uh, continue to show support, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, comment on the videos. We love to engage with you guys. Um, make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel, uh, share, and then hit that notification bell so you can see when we go live. Uh, that's it for us, boys. Cool. Later, guys. All right. All right. Later. Talk to you. Talk to you boys tomorrow.